special word of thanks to those of you that came to me and said, hey, that was the same thing I wrote down. Uh, it came to what I didn't want to do. Well, we're on this, this journey of uh, learning to be brave and to be brave in, in Christ. That in his, in his gentleness, in His grace, in His mercy, He, he sends us out to do His work. And, and that is a call then, to be brave, to do His, his work. And our passage for this whole series uh, is Joshua chapter 1, verses 6 through 9. One that we'll say every Sunday. And I uh, encourage you um, during this season to, to put this one to memory, to sort of put that one in uh, um, a, a deeper place to come back over and over again. But before we, we stand and read that together, let's, uh, let's pray together. Almighty God, we give you praise and honor for your, your beauty, your wonder, your righteousness, your goodness. And we ask now that in the power of your Spirit, you would help to open our ears, open our minds, open our very heart to receive from you, to, to hear your, your call on us as a people and on us individually. And we pray what we've been singing, that indeed you would make us brave. For it's only by your work, not by our ability to conjure up some kind of feeling, but to receive from you and let you make us brave. In the name of Jesus we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen. I want to invite you to stand and uh, say together Joshua chapter 1, uh, verses 6 through 9. This is the, the word of the Lord. And uh, part of standing is just that's actually the church throughout its history actually stood um, for more of our history um, uh, than uh, when the scriptures were read than we would even stand for singing or anything like that. And another person mentioned to me recently and said, you know, it's good when we stand because it makes me pay attention better. And so if there's anything that we should be paying attention to, it's the reading of the Word. Be strong and courageous, for you shall put this people in possession of the land that I swore to their ancestors to give them. Only be strong and very courageous being careful to act in accordance with all the law that my servant Moses commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, so that you may be successful wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to act in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall be successful. I hereby command you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened or dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated.
You know, note in, in that particular passage, and one of the reasons that we read it in, in its whole is because our, our call is to be brave in doing what God would lead us to do. You know, we're not, not to be brave as just to be yahoos, you know, or go jump out of an airplane, or, or uh, go chase after storms. We're to be brave in doing what God is leading us um, to do. And, and we see this in, in our passage today, in the, the events that are described from us in, in the Gospel of John, John chapter 13, the very end of uh, chapter 13, and then the beginning of chapter 14 on page 877 in your, uh, your pew Bible. Um, invite you to uh, turn there or to, to follow along on the screen. Um, but to, to know the situation that's set up here before we, we read it is that um, Jesus has met with his disciples, his followers, okay? And they have, um, and he's told them that he's going to be betrayed and that he's going to die and that he has to leave them. And so they're, they're shook up. About this, I mean, they are deeply troubled. I mean, where are you going? And uh, how do we know the way to go where you're going? And we, we want to be with you. We want to, to follow you. And this is the interaction between Jesus and Peter, who we've been really been walking with through this series, and also a couple other of the disciples. In their storm, is Jesus saying he's uh, about to lead them? And then his call to them, and empowering of them to be brave in His power. So, John 13, we'll start with verse 36. And this is right after Jesus told them what's going on. Simon Peter said to Him, Lord, where are You going? Jesus answered, Where I am going, You cannot follow Me now, but You will follow Me afterward. Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Jesus answered, Will you lay down your life for me? Very truly, I tell you, before the cock crows, you will have denied me three times. Just stop here for for a moment. I mean... Peter acting out of fear, and that fear leads him to this act of bravery in a, in a way. I mean, it's a, listen, I, you're not going to go anywhere, Jesus. I'm the one that's going to take it for you. You know, I'm the one. I, I will die for you. And so you appreciate. I mean, I just love Peter because he just says what's on it. I mean, there is no filter from here to here with him. You know, I mean, it's great because what he's thinking is what he says. Sometimes he says it, I think, before he even thinks it. And, and, and so there's, you could say, you know, this is great bravery, and it is, but it's a foolish bravery. It's a bravery according to Peter's plan. It's a bravery not according to God's plan. And, they're, they're, and not according to God's timing. Because a time will come when indeed what Peter says will be the case. He will die for Jesus. But not yet. See, this is a, a real important distinction here. That our bravery is based on God's timing and God's call. And, and 
Peter's bravery is on his own timing and on his own call. In a way, Peter's put himself ahead of Jesus. I mean, not, but it's, not, it's not bad. It's not for some false motive, but it's out of fear or out of some sense of hyper-responsibility where what Peter needs to be doing is, is submitting and surrendering to the plan that Jesus has. Because before Peter can die for Jesus, Jesus has to die for Peter. We see this in some other biblical illustrations where, where people get ahead of God. You know, where we, we get a, ahead of God. Where we're, we're motivated more by, by our own will instead of God. What, what we want instead of what, what God wants. You can see it with Abraham. Um, Abraham, you know, God came to Abraham and told him, Listen, you're going to be the father of many nations. And Abraham was married to Sarah, you know, and, and this was God's promise, and he believed him. And, and he, he was you know, just trucking along, believing, trusting in God. But the years went into years and into decades, and then Abraham got really, really old, and Sarah got really, really old, and they didn't have any children. And Abraham knew that if he was going to be the father of many nations, it started with one son. So he just said, this was God's promise, this was God's plan, but it wasn't God's timing. And, and Abraham got ahead of God. And he said, ah, you know, Sarah's not working, so here's Hagar. So I'll just have relations with Hagar, and then I'll have a son. You see, with Moses, Moses was called by God, burning bush. You know, you're going to be the one to lead my people out of slavery into the promised land. And Moses hears that call and then he, he sees an Egyptian beating an Israelite. You know, one of his own people. So he jumps out of the chariot and goes and slays the Egyptian. Murders him right there in the moment. You know, feeling like he's doing what God's called him to do. But not in the way God called him to do it. And so it takes Moses about oh, six, seven, eight decades then in the wilderness as a shepherd to get in line with where God is calling him and how God is calling him to lead. It's, it's important recognition that our bravery is one that is to be brave according to God's plan in, in God's processes, in God's ways, in God's direction, in God's power, that He is the one who indeed makes us brave. It's not something that we conjure up on our own. I uh, look to then the, the rest, the, the next uh, part of this conversation is Jesus is with the disciples. So there's with Peter, who's ready to just, in the midst of the storm, he's ready to step step out and get ahead of Jesus, and Jesus has to pull him back. Then, in chapter 14, verses 1 through 7, again, talking to the disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? That's all right, technical difficulties. We'll go old school. Verse 3. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again 
and will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? I think Thomas here was sort of hoping for like a, a, a secret way. A, a safe passage. You know, how, how, all right, Jesus, this is where you're going. Just give us the plan here. You know, how do we you know, get around this? How do we avoid this, this storm instead of having to go right through it? But that's it's not what Jesus gives him. Maybe one of the more famous passages that we read over and over, especially at funerals here. Picking up in verse 6. Then Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. So, the disciples are troubled. I mean, they are torn apart. I mean, Jesus is, is about to leave them. And once again, you hear this over and over and over again. Every time it seems Jesus shows up, his first words are, Don't be afraid. Don't be troubled. I got this. You know, hang with me, and we're going to the Father. Hang with me, we will do the Father's will. Hang with me, this will lead to life. This is the way, this is the truth, this is the light. There, there is no plan, steps 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. It's a relationship with the living God. Walk with me in life. I do find it interesting you know, that this, this passage, I mean, I do a lot of funerals and I read this passage regularly. I mean, it fits really well for funerals, but it also fits beautiful for things that are about life. It's not just in death that Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. It is today as we are living that He is the way, He is the truth, He is the life. And it's as we walk with Him that we're called to be brave because He will call us into ways that go against the grain. Even in my small, my brave group this week, you know, a number of folks were talking about how God's calling them to be brave, but their families are pulling them back. You know, the folks that are closest to them are, are fearful for them. You know, it's, it's a, a good heart. I mean, they're, they're scared because they're... They're feeling God's calling them into a challenging place. And so their families are saying, I don't know, maybe you shouldn't go there. But it's out of fear that they're even saying that. As Jesus calls us into the way and the truth and the life, it will lead us into places that are challenging and scary, that are troubling our hearts. As we've been saying all along, you know, this, this is not about how to not have fear. This is about how to act in bravery. There's no such thing as bravery without fear. Bravery is conquering those fears as we are walking with Jesus. Jesus is our identity. He's not just a way, not just a part of life, 
Not just one truth out of many. And it's a good time to ask the question in our own lives. Is He truly my life? Is He truly the way for me? Is He really the truth for me? Or is He a nice add-on when I get in trouble? Is He a nice experience um, when I show up at, at church? Or is He the core of my life? Either He is Lord of all, or He's not Lord at all. And part of this journey of of stepping in bravery is to step out in trust that, yeah, He's got it. He's got my life in His hands. And even though what He's calling me to is something that seems absolutely crazy, I'm growing in trust that He is the way He is the truth. He is my life. Not just a part of my life. Not just a nice add-on. But is the core and the essence of life. And so I really encourage you this week to, to jump into the Brave app. If you haven't done it yet, you haven't started um, a, a small, haven't jumped into a small group yet. Well, grace abounds, and I, I'm really tempted to want to make you feel guilty right now, but I won't. So grace abounds. Jump in it, because this week there's a whole lot about prayer, a whole lot about hanging with Jesus, and there's a great. And, and if you haven't done any of that, and you refuse to do any of that for whatever reason, because you just want to make me mad. You know, then, then go ahead, but you're missing out on that. But if you're not going to do that, at least go to the brave experience at CityLink in the next two weeks. A guided experience of prayer, of, of hanging out with Jesus, of seeing what it means for you to really make Him the way, the truth, and the life. I mean, just a good time of hour, hour and a half of being with Him. I promise, as we said all along, there are no snakes or anything like that. You won't have to sign any papers. You know, it's, it's free experience, money-wise. It does cost you time, which is a, a huge expense, but it's well worth it to simply be with the one who is the way, the truth, and the life. The details are, are in your hot off the press. So... And you can see that, take advantage of that experience in these next um, two weeks. All right, well then, the final conversation. So Jesus is hanging out with Peter, and then, he, then Thomas has a question, then Philip has a question. He says, all right, well, Jesus, show us the Father. It's amazing to me how Jesus stays so patient. I mean, he's about to be crucified, and he's still so patient. And he hangs with Philip and answers the question. He tells him, well, listen, if you've seen me, Jesus says, then you've seen the Father. He wants to make it clear that, that He is God, God in the flesh. He's not just a representative of God, not just a godly man. He is God in the flesh. So what you hear Jesus say, you hear God say. What you see Jesus do, you see God do. So Philip says, show me the way, or show me who the Father is. And Jesus says, I am the Father. The Father and I are one. And then, I want to just 
hit the last part then of this conversation in verse 12 through 14. And Jesus tells them, Very truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. And in fact, will do greater works than these. Because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. It's quite a promise, isn't it? One of the parts of the passage many of you are probably very familiar with because it's part of a prayer that we pray regularly. And part of the prayer that we pray regularly that always causes me to take a little gulp before saying it. And I know it makes you take a little gulp because a number of you have said, how can we pray that we'll do greater things than Jesus? Isn't that arrogant? You know, isn't that boastful? Good question. And it's right on the edge, isn't it? It's boastful if we think we're going to do greater things because we have the capacity to do it. It's boastful if it's, we're going to do greater things than Jesus if it's out of any other means than the power of Jesus within us. I mean, it's what Jesus said It's what Jesus said to the disciples. It's what He says to us. I'm making you brave. I'm pulling together a group, a ragtag group of cowards, and I'm going to make you brave. And and, uh, I'm going to pull together a few yahoos too, and I'm going to put your bravery in the right... I'm going to channel it to the right place. So cowards and yahoos come together. And I will make you brave. For what has eternal significance. I will now make you, lead you, so that you will continue to do my work. And you'll do my work greater than me. Because i got to go to the Father. And you will now number more than me. You will now spread around the globe from this day forward. And you will be doing the works that I do. The the works of Jesus did of, of healing. I mean, I know, Jesus raised people from the dead. Jesus released people from their bondage. He freed them from their prisons. He entered into the storms in order to bring quiet. And He tells us that same power is enough. That's the reason that I'm making you brave to enter into those storms, to enter into those places of bondage, to enter into those places of death. So that you'll do the same works and even greater than me. You know what? I love how I see us hearing that. Yeah, we've been praying it for a few years now. And it has an impact. Because what what I love is I was reflecting on this and wondering, how are you doing that in our midst? I thought about the, the missional communities that we're a part of. 
You know, that, that there are missional communities, groups of 20 to 40 people from this church who are gathering together regularly on a monthly basis. They pray together, they, they um, worship together, and then they, they are on board together for one particular mission. And what I love is to, is to see what these missions are. You know, so there's a, there's a missional community, a group of 20 to 40 people who are on board for orphan justice, for orphan care in our, our county. I don't know if you've read the newspapers lately, but in the last two weeks, we've had three children under the age of two who were out of neglect or direct murder died in our county under the care of our orphan foster care system. And I have no interest in laying blame on anyone but to say, man, that, that group that's entering into that storm is saying there are, Jesus is going to do greater things than us because it is more powerful than us. I don't... But, but we're into it. We're going into the midst of that storm. And we believe that Jesus will bring life out of death. We believe that He'll bring freedom out of bondage. There's another, another group that's saying, you know, we're, we're about homelessness. We want to enter into the homelessness and poverty of, of, our, of our city. And you know, as, as a city, the city of Cincinnati, we're, we're number two in terms of poverty for children under the age of 18. The only, only city with a higher percentage of children in, living in poverty is Detroit. You know, so they're, they're entering into a storm and saying, Jesus, you can do greater work because it's beyond us. It's beyond our capacity and our ability. And a group seeking to say, how do we just enter into the issues and concerns of the families in our neighborhood? As we address things like literacy and poverty, and how do we bring Jesus into the midst of that? Because He has empowered us, gifted us, called us to be brave. And then the fourth group is about healing. They're simply, I mean, the last couple of weeks ago when folks went out on Palm Sunday, they just went out and went to folks, part of that group, saying, how, how do you need to be healed? Let's seek God's healing for you right now on Hamilton Avenue. And they are entering into the storms and the mess and the brokenness and the death that is around us in the power of Jesus' name. And that's the power that He has given His disciples as He's saying, I've got to go, but I'm going to be with the Father. I'm then going to be your advocate. You pray in My name, not as some magic tool, but according to My character. You pray in accordance with My timing. And then we will pursue that which is right, that which is good, that which is just, that which is life-giving, that which is freeing. And you will do that in My name. Yeah, hallelujah. That's the power of the bravery that Jesus brings. It's not just to conquer our fear of spiders. Arachnophobia. I looked that up. Had sort of a fun time. I can't figure out how to way to work it in, all the different phobias that we have. You know, but go look that up. It's fun to see the fancy names for the things that we're scared of. 
No, he, he wants to make us brave so that we'll enter into a broken world characterized by, by death, by bondage, and in His power do His work an even greater. That's the power that can make us cowards and yahoos brave in a godly way. Amen.